to Kingdom Tuesday. Andre freaking Beck, what's up? <laughs> How's it going, Brip? Uh, good, good. We never do our Australian accent on this show. Do much anymore, hey? No, we don't. I guess it's a bit offensive where you are. Oh, I suppose so. Uh, <laughs> Blake's over in Oz like my uh, Australian accent. Do they? Yeah, they do. They? They lo- oh, love it when I, I nearly got my... into a fight once. Did you? Because I, I did an Irish accent in front oh. of an Irish person. And they didn't like it. It's bloody folly, mate. Why did you do that? <laughs> well, because when somebody talks in an Irish accent to me, it just sort of pops out. Can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy's like my... Um, Don't you have that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like someone just starts talking, you like, ah, oh, top of the morning to you. you know? <laughs> just get in there. Yeah. It's just that whenever Irish guys say anything, I just, all I hear is uh, Ireland's potatoes, IRA, <laughs> Guinness. That's I just hear that. That's all I hear. I just, IRA, potato, Guinness, IRA. And I'm like, dude, what are we actually talking about? I try my best. I can't follow. I just can't do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, the guys like my Melbourne, you know, welcome to Melbourne, Australia. Wildlife is prime. Trees are beautiful. <laughs> Cracks them up. Welcome to Western Australia is, West. the, is the quote. Yeah, totally. I was just yeah. skimming across the rocks, mate. So lucky to make it. <laughs> so lucky to make it. Train around like a pinball in a pinball machine. Oh, pinball in a pinball pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that was uh, that was a great start. What are we talking about today? T- oh, two Kingdom Tuesday. Welcome. You're joining me for the first Two Kingdom Tuesday, Andrew. Um, I, I, I think this is a good development, Mike. Yeah. I think it, it'll it'll appeal to the uh, it'll appeal to the masses more than a technical Tuesday. Yeah, probably. Probably, I, I like it. It keeps it on. And I do think sixteen eighty nine Saturday is a good move as well. Yeah, sixteen eighty nine. We can't go wrong with I that. I always felt it was a, it was a little bit dodgy, sort of making it all prescriptive that you can only smoke on a Saturday. Yeah, I mean you should smoke every day. Everyone knows that now. It was a mistake. I repent of it. Suddenly, yeah, your legalism, your neonomism. I know, trying to limit that stuff to one day. I mean, what am I trying to do? The joy killer or something? Oh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, man. so things, we're okay. working it out. You know, this is good. This is good. It is good. Um, so I met, I must tell you also, I met um, a couple uh, at church and um, they have uh, listened to the podcast and they're dispensational. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That must have been awkward. The, it was, it, the, we, I liked them. I, they were very good people. And, and, you know, I was just, I was just saying like, you've got, issues you know and it's just there was the other you see and i just want you to know in public and they're probably listening to this um dispensational people are cool i have dispensational friends <laughs> you had yeah no it's true look no 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 i i got dispensational guys in the church i love them i i, I did the funeral for a, a dispensational guy dude what did you uh, say at the funeral Oh my goodness! No, he was awesome. He was okay. a legend. He oh. was a legend, but, um, but but saved through inconsistency is is my point. Um, <laughs> so you're saying, you know, isn't it good that brother so and so is not flying around on a giant cube right now? <laughs> exactly. Even though he like, thought he man, would. Man, is he going to be wishing he went covenantal? <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
No, it was just uh, it was good. Good talk. This, no. um, this uh, it was just it was. You know what I really liked about the whole um, the podcast thing was that when I meet people now uh, who have been listening to this, and that doesn't happen a lot, but it's happened some, and. Um, it's just it puts us in like light years ahead in terms of like the like the actual relationship because they've if they've tracked through much of what we've said you know they kind of know my angles on things that I don't have to like you almost skip the introductions and go straight to the hey you know awesome awesome part of the friendship you know and yeah, uh, it's really cool I like it so yeah so, so they went, they went too deeply offended they just don't like you at all okay no, yeah that's fair so I don't I don't think they would want to hang out at all <laughs> and, well that's true of most people. I think. <laughs> But uh, you know, we did we did kind of we did get you off that ledge though, didn't we? <laughs> no, look, look, yeah, no, it's true. I I I, <clears throat> I, I think um, progressives are good. I'm, I mean, I'm, you're I'm at a cool dispensational seminary now, so that's yeah, man. It's all it's all over the place. Um, what are you majoring? Jew- Jewish studies? Yeah, <laughs> I could do if I wanted. <laughs> yeah, no, could. it was it was um um. Uh, I, I also just picked up like a, a, a book of doctrine on the church by mm-hmm. Greg Ellison. Do mm-hmm. you know Greg Ellison? Yeah. Yeah. So he's like progressive dispensationalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I have to admit that when I get that, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because, um, because I feel it's, it's fairly clear that that's not right. But I, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't perplex me in the same way that the more classical dispensational thing it's going like that perplexes me like mm. I, I start to feel like like i'm dealing with another religion at, at some of those points yeah so i <clears throat> i i will not recant of my of my uh my attitudes towards the the kind of classic dispensationalism but i do i do uh, not wish to offend any progressive you know, you know what i don't like about the, the the thing we didn't even cover but maybe probably not the best day for it but um you know just uh thinking like the the actual practical outworking of the whole thing, you know, with Darby and Schofield and the way it became a groundswell movement, and they just sort of didn't like the idea of the clergy laity distinction. You end up not needing any uh, preachers, and they don't like preachers at all, and everyone just sort of brings their own little random thing, and you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, that that's a whole other thing that um, actually probably f- at a practical level. Um, is more of an issue for me, you know. Um, well, definitely. Look in the classical system of dispensationalism yeah i think but again i i don't think a lot of that's going on uh well no it is it is going on the ground yeah yeah it's the only kind of dispensationalism i encounter that i have an issue with basically right right, totally it's it's guys coming up to me and telling me things like islam is the beast in revelation you know it's it's just that kind of stuff that i get all the time and it just it gets at first it was just annoying but then when i start to actually sit down with some guys i just like i leave and i'm genuinely vexed by what I'm hearing, but like I say, that does not apply to the vast majority. Of, so, so what of are you saying? Islam's today. not the beast? <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. I'm saying that the locusts are helicopters. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Islam's quite a beast, if you ask me. <laughs> it is a beast. But, yeah, um, that's true. That's another podcast. All right, good. But it Two doesn't can... have ten horns, obviously. Uh, you can make it have ten horns. <laughs> no. you know 10 yeah, imams horns, in man. yeah you can work it out you can work something out um, alright so we're talking about two kingdoms and I suppose the yep. dispensational thing kind of does fit into that actually but but we're not talking about that we're talking, we're about, talking about that Sabbath the Sabbath do you yeah do you Sabbath I do Sabbath right. but 
Do you Sabbath? Of course I Sabbath. I'm a Sabbatarian. Yeah. Mm. You say, I'm, I'm, wait, no, you're not. I am. No, you're, you're not a Sabbatarian. I am no, don't, 100%. Don't, you're going to mislead people. You're I am not, a Sabbatarian. You're not a Sabbatarian. You're not. It, it, I, go I've and look in the on. 1689 Confession. You'll see a chapter on the Sabbath. I hold to the 1689 Confession. Okay. With Point slightly. me to the chapter. I happen to. Okay. I happen to have the 1689 open in well, front of me, and I'm I, tr- busy looking for a chapter on the Sabbath. I uh, happen to have one open in front of me as well. A very nice leather-bound oh, one, just like the one that you bit into when you were getting your tattoo. Um, <laughs> did you Did you get one? I got one just like it. Dave Fandy gave it to me. Um, but uh, where is it? The Sabbath. The Lord's Day, it's called, not the Sabbath. Uh, I'm in the, the chapter 19. Is that the wrong chapter? Uh, that's the law. No, but that's relevant. Um, uh, where is it? The Lord's Day. The uh, of religious worship and the Sabbath day. Mine, mine is uh, chapter 22, page 92. If you got the same little book as me. No, but okay. chapter 22 will do. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right. Now, All right. uh, I, I believe everything in this chapter with some revisionism. Okay, yeah, one time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. What are we even debating about? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, did, but this is about two kingdoms stuff. So yeah. do so, we know why the Sabbath is a two kingdoms issue? Why is it a two kingdoms issue? Well, because if we apply the Sabbath to Christians in the same way as it was applied to Israel of old, which mm-hmm. many reformed Christians do, mm-hmm. um, then we're essentially expecting the country that we're living in to operate as a theocracy. Right. Are we? Because Israel was a theocracy, and the law was given to them as a theocracy, right. which means you can only possibly apply it if you're living within a theocracy. But what about the creation ordinance? Yeah, well, the creation ordinance is or the the pattern laid down in creation is doesn't become a sabbath command until the law so you're saying adam didn't sabbath i'm saying abbath perpetually sabbath really even on monday yeah yeah all the time especially mondays that is odd explain yourself <laughs> no what i'm really saying yeah is that um the the hebrews four thing Okay. Um, is that the Sabbath is primarily in the New Testament not associated with a day uh, that we then, um, uh, you know, uh, are able to, to cease, you know, to stop existing on a specific day, <clears throat> stop doing our work, sorry, stop doing our vocational work on a specific day. Mm-hmm. Because, um, it's not only a case of if you're a doctor or a fireman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just for half of my church, for example, work shifts down to the docks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, their, their shifts down to the docks means they have absolutely no control over what days they're able to work um, or not. They just have to go four days on, four days off. That's the pattern. Um, and so, you know, Mm-hmm. That does coincide with Sundays. Mm-hmm. So, um, first, so this, this, there's that main thing that mm-hmm. if if you're applying it um, as 
strangers and exiles mm-hmm. <clears throat> in this world mm-hmm. as though we're living in the, uh, an Israelite theocracy, mm-hmm. then you're going you're gonna to come unstuck at almost every level. And you're basically just going to be pretending to keep the Sabbath. Right. Um, uh, so you, what you end up doing is while saying you should not work on a Sunday, mm-hmm. you end up just saying in principle, you should have a day of, you should, you should make sure you get some rest. Um, <clears throat> right. And so I don't think, I don't think that that's really very consistent or very fair. Mm. And I don't think, I, I don't think it applies to two kingdoms theology. So I think two kingdoms theology um, would necessitate that we don't interpret theocratic commands um, in a theocratic way. That so, even if the moral continues, it yeah. doesn't continue and apply in a theocratic form. Right. So, it, so the so, Hebrews four thing is saying that mainly in the yeah. New Testament it applies to our hope, uh, it, it, the rest that Christ has given us from labor. All right. Now you're saying though that that it's still for those because uh, when you say two kingdom, I'm thinking like like the world, you know, the the non the secular. And then, yeah. and then the the sacred, as it were, which obviously was a theocracy at that point, but now yeah. is uh, is the church, and uh, and so you're saying that uh, there is a well. Let's if you go to Hebrews four, for example. Yeah. Uh, Therefore, while the promise of entering His rest uh, still stands, let us fear mm-hmm. lest any of you should seem to fail to reach it. The good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed into that rest, as he has said, I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has somewhere spoken of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. That was Genesis, by the way, author of Hebrews. And uh, again, in this passage he said they shall not enter my rest since therefore it remains for some to enter it and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience again he appoints a certain day today saying through david so long afterward in the words already quoted today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts for if joshua had given them rest god would not have spoken of another day later on so then there remains a sabbath rest for the people of god for whoever has entered god's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Right, so there yeah. it is. Now, um, you're saying that that's obviously, I mean, I think without doubt referring to what Christ has done in the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, and through yeah. our faith in Christ, we now believe and therefore enter into what God has planned uh, or, and what that's the right. Israelites fail to enter into. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's good. Now, here's the trick. Here's yeah. the lynch. Um, um, and maybe, maybe well, even... Sorry, go for it. Well, it's and it's not only that; it's also what it's saying about the Sabbath itself. So, um, it's saying that essentially the Sabbath is it, it has been enduring since the creation of the world. It's, yeah. You yeah. Know, so, if you go back to Genesis one, mm-hmm. the Sabbath isn't a morning and evening or evening and morning, the seventh day. Right. It's an eternal. It's an eternal day. Right. <clears throat> and so, um, that's what I meant by Adam enjoying the Sabbath. Doesn't right. mean that he never rested from his labor it just meant that actually had he not fallen from the garden he would have enjoyed eternal sabbath eternal rest with god well that's but he fell from that you said he was just enjoying it perpetually i'm like in my bible it says he fell (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, okay. <clears throat> and so, um, consider yourself explained. But, that's good. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm glad to be vindicated. Yeah. No, it's uh, and then, but the interesting thing is that basically it portrays it as being, um, you know, still going. And so oh, all yeah. of these guys could have attained it, but never did. Right. Um, right. and it's only through Christ that we can. It can enter that rest, right. um, but then there's also the expectation of the future of that rest as well. So, yeah. so you know, it's 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 something that we enter into through the gospel, mm-hmm. um, rather than simply by you know not working on a Sunday, mm-hmm. not through obedience to the law, mm-hmm. but through faith in Jesus, we enter the rest. So that's that's where I think the fundamental difference between yeah. um, you know the Sabbath under the theocracy of Israel. Mm-hmm. And the Sabbath with the new covenant people. Yeah. Um, um, I think that's the fundamental difference. Right. Totally. So we've got the the um, the Sabbath that um, God creates on the seventh day, so to speak, is really the glory that He had planned for us, and through the covenant head, if He had uh, obtained it through His good works, obviously He fails, and so the need is for a last Adam or a second Adam. Uh, Israel comes as the precursor to that, uh, and the echo of Adam, they fail, and that's what that's all about, Uh, even just in the cessation of their labor uh, all throughout Israel's history, they need to stop physically doing physical things on a Sabbath day to give a picture, as every other part of the nation displayed this this typological reality, this very vivid picture of complete cessation from work. The idea being that you work to enter into rest. So as surely as the work looked a certain way, the rest needed to look like rest. And, um, and as Adam was to work to enter into rest, but failed, so Israel also showed that the rest, which was just a pure cessation from uh, work in a meritorious sense, uh, was failed to enter into. And so all of this setting it up for the true Israel, the last Adam, Christ, who comes and uh, perfectly works and, and therefore perfectly enters into that rest and makes a way for us through faith. Right? Am I on track so far? Yeah, I think that's bang on. Okay, yeah, exactly. now, here's the lynch for me, okay, um, when it comes to Hebrews, and here's why I'm a Sabbatarian. Um, he um, basically moves through uh, for two things, right? Firstly, you've got this like exegetical detail going on, which I think is important and needs to be taken into consideration. Um, every, every time from verse 4 onwards, um, every time the word rest is used, uh, what helps us to understand um, what kind of rest the author is thinking of. And, and obviously, I think from context, you get this as well. Uh, the word catapausis is used. Um, and so you have this idea of a state more than a, a day or a, a ordinance, so, so to speak. It's a, a state of rest. And uh, that very much fits what we've just been saying. And so you see this wider theology of, of the Sabbath in view. Um, and that's used all the way through, except then there's the sudden quite dramatic change when, um, when after he finishes making this, this point in verse 9, he says, So then, uh, you know, here's the roundup, so to speak, there remains a Sabbath rest. Now, he doesn't use catapausis there. He uses sab- sabbatismus, which um, is, is not about a state, but about the, the ordinance, you know, about the, the, the fourth commandment, so to speak, uh, for the people of God. 
Um, and then he says, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. So he's basically saying because this theology of Christ fulfilling the law and us uh, entering into the state of rest exists, we now, as they looked forward to it, look back on it, as it were, with the Sabbath-keeping ordinance. Now, that on its own maybe could could be dismissed at some level. Um, or, or just, you know, we could perhaps put a question mark over why he changes words like that. But um, I think for me, the, the, the context, the greater thrust of the epistles, uh, at least of the, the epistle um, uh, that, that, that um, or just Hebrews on its own has, is, is just, I don't know, makes it convincing to me. Because basically the whole thing is about those who are retreating from the ordinance of gathering on the Lord's day. Um, and are reverting due to their persecution and ostracization, etc., uh, going back to Sabbath worship, Jewish Sabbath worship on a Saturday, and um, and they're doing this so as to lessen, you know, the 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 the, the discipline and painful experience that they would otherwise go through, um, and um, and he's basically writing them from the beginning to show them the superiority of the fulfillment of the of the law and uh, the way that uh, to do that would be to go back to the the uh, shadows and we mustn't do that and um, and uh, you've mentioned a text earlier where the falling of uh, away thing um, you know is all in view there um, in that they they would have tasted uh, the powers of the heavenly gift I mean I think he likens that to the blasphemy of the spirit you know the, the uh, very clear Pentecostal realities that dawned uh, and uh, to have looked at those and then reverted back to the shadows would be horrible and then you know just the outright do not forsake the gathering of the saints so clearly the whole idea there is the gathering the ordinance of coming together in worship the Sabbath keeping ordinance now fulfilled in the new covenant as the Lord's day um, and so I think, you know, it, it's that, that little um, treatise there on the Sabbath appears right there in the heart of it, and it provides for him another argument as to why they should not stop meeting together as a Sabbath-keeping ordinance, now on the Lord's Day, of course. Um, and so, yeah, I feel it's convincing that there remains for God's people more than just a general state of rest, which is, of course, there in the Gospel. But in response mm-hmm. to that, an ordinance of meeting together as God's people to worship, at very minimum. Um, but I do think also, and here's where my revision comes in. So I think that makes me technically a Sabbatarian, because uh, I do believe in the Sabbath-keeping ordinance. Um, but where the rest falls away um, is, you know, all the types, all the shadows. You know, in other words, I'm a Baptist, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't see the need to bring the pots and pans in or the scaffolding. Uh, we we have the ordinance in the day itself and, and the day now being fulfilled in the gathering of the of the believers um, who experience faith and declare their faith in the gospel. But, yeah, all the stuff that created the picture of cessation of labor and all the stuff that, you know, that I would class that as, you know, among the things that. You know, together with their having babies to create a nation to sort of portray a spiritual people down the line. You know, it's all in that same category for me. And so, a lot of what yeah. the what chapter twenty two does as a basically a plagiarization of the Westminster is that it just it just um, it hasn't quite worked that out yet. I feel, and um, it's it's just yeah. brought the yeah, pots no, and pans in. Yeah. But um, yeah, go for it. Yes, I, I mean I do think that you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, that Hebrews is definitely its its main aim um, is to get people to not give up 
meeting together as <clears throat> as the church centered around Christ rather than and and not to go back to being Jews centered around the law yeah um um i i th- i think the caveat i'd put in mm-hmm. is that i'd be very surprised if the switch of words and the switch to sabbatismus was mm. there to try and somehow drive them back to the fourth commandment as it as it is stated in the fourth you know in the the covenant with moses right. um because it just seems like the the rest of the book is driving very strongly away from any return to the law from christ and even if you argue that it is only referring to the sacrificial system, mm-hmm. um, it, it's still using the kind of language that isn't isn't carefully deline- you know making that clear. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, clearly, the, the author is using a tone, you know, um, and a, an emphasis that is so strongly driving to the gospel from the law that he's not worried about making those kinds of distinctions. So it would be very, very strange to me if he would suddenly pop a very carefully nuanced switch of language that would do exactly that. That's, that's the only thing. So while I would say that it is significant that a different word is being used, um, I would be surprised if that was like a kind of theocratic keeping of a day in now, society. Now, okay, well, firstly, I'm not saying keeping of a day as much as keeping of a, a event. Uh, which is which is yes. slightly different. Um, I well, think I think you have. But, so just just again. So the the actual worship the service, the worship service itself, is in view. Yeah, the gathering of God's people for right, worship. Yeah. Right, not so much uh, the day. Although I do believe there's a case to be which made is, that, that would be the Lord's Day. Uh, which on is exactly the corporate. It's the corporate expressed in. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree that there's a Lord's Day, and I agree yeah. that the church is gathered on this. Yeah. Um, I don't think you you see it in. And I think as tradition goes, I think it's good to keep that. But um, I I don't think it's prescribed. And so I wouldn't sort of – I wouldn't be horrified to learn that Christians in a Muslim country were meeting on a Friday. Really? Yeah. Okay. So for me, I would. Well, they do. I mean, they do meet on a Friday. Yeah. And so they should stop, I would say, and they should meet on a Sunday. (laughs) That that, that would be my thing. Like, I think it's that important. But, like, maybe to push uh, on what you just said there – um, the whole, um, you know, just, just in terms of him popping in that word, you know, again, like if he's, it's less of a popping of a, of a, a nuance as much as it is the obvious progression of an argument to me as I read the whole thing, because, you know, again, he has in view, uh, those who already have, I mean, the whole thing is in some way about the Sabbath keeping ordinance. If you think about it, that's basically what the whole epistle is about in that they're reverting to that. They're reverting back to that uh, as those who have already professed faith in Christ. Uh, they're reverting back to the Jewish Sabbath-keeping ordinance. And um, and so to make a case for what they should do if they wanted to properly honor that ordinance, you know, it seems almost like the perfect roundup to, to the whole idea. Um, but then just also moving forward from that, I mean, do, do, you, uh, do you think that the, I mean, so you believed in the moral law and its application today, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I think that the, is that only like Christians, nine commandments, though, or what are you saying? No, I think you are commanded to keep the Sabbath. Okay, 
but so I just I, so I <laughs> in the same way that you are saying yeah so I, I don't disagree with you I okay. think in terms of the application like the way that we keep the Sabbath today is twofold one yeah. in as individuals we put our trust in Jesus mm-hmm. um, who gives us rest from uh, labor so when you're hearing, rest um, from work the the fourth commandment saying uh, you know basically keep the Sabbath holy you're interpreting that for the new covenant guys as uh, put your trust in Jesus. Yeah. Right. Um, if for, well, at an individual level. Okay. So at a, at a corporate level, the corporate expression of that is gathering together, um, which I agree with you is okay. the emphasis of Hebrews. Okay. And I think probably is the significance of that change in, in wordplay, but that's, uh, it's, it's less to do with the day right. and more to do with the, the um, uh, the gathering together, <clears throat> right? Right. Though, though right, I so do, I do, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So it's almost like we're we're agreeing, uh, except for the actual day itself being the Lord's Day. And yeah. So, whole, I, so yeah. I'm not. I, I think the Lord's Day is the Lord's Day. I'd be slow to call the Lord's Day the Sabbath in the New Covenant sense, but the gathering of God's people, which did take place on the Lord's Day, the Christian is, Sabbath. Would you go with the Christian yeah, Sabbath? And 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 I, Christian. Yeah. Chris, what do you mean? Would you, call it, would you call the Lord's Day the Christian Sabbath? Go on, do it. <laughs> say you will. Say you will. Can I tell you, Can I say my hesitation? My right. hesitation is that um, is is well, it's partly the two kingdoms thing. So like nobody can keep that. Nobody nobody can keep a day as a Sabbath. Um, but, uh, but if being... you're not living in a in a Christian theocracy. But. But we've just said the, the the Sabbath is not the Jewish Sabbath, which has all those theocratic elements to them. Yeah, totally. But even if it is the command to meet on a specific day, even that can't be kept. But that's like, why would you say that? Because you can't do it. Like in, in um, um, yeah. I mean, well, let's put it this way: there is there is some people could do it some of the time, and I just don't think that that's the point. I think. The what? whole two kingdoms thing is that actually it's the gathering of the people that matters, not the day in which they gather. So if they, if they, while we celebrate the Lord's Day as the the day Christ rose in the week, and in that sense, yes, it is a, a kind of Sabbath day because it's talking about the day that Jesus entered that rest kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the, okay, just to not not bridge into, yeah, I agree, it's on, almost a, another topic in some ways, but um, I mean, just think about what we've been talking about, though. You you have this very very clear, Adam needs to work to enter into rest in emulation of what God has just done, covenant of works that gets echoed with Israel, work work work, Monday to uh, to Friday, well Sunday to to Friday. Uh, uh, work, 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 and then cease from your labors to enter into rest. They're failing in that. And then the whole thing, Jesus, uh, you know, rising on the first day, and we we begin the week in the rest he has earned. Uh, and, yeah, and, no, and from I, I that, that work, you know, it's just, pr- it's so profound. It's so connected no, I, to the I, story, I, you know? I, get, I yeah. definitely get the, the symbolic significance And that's of it. just not I happening on a Wednesday. That. You know, if people are meeting on the Wednesday, you lose all of that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, well, that's true, unless you have to. So, like, um, you know, if, yeah. you're in, if you're in a thing where literally the only time you can get together, like you're in a persecuted country in well, a Muslim territory, and the only day you're ever going to get to meet together is a Friday. Which this is just the reality for lots of persecuted believers. 
Well, you know, it's it's funny. Like I used to take that line of thought, but you know, having <laughs> having the two things that have militated, three things even that have militated against it lately for me. Uh, firstly, like you know, I've had the opportunity to talk to a whole bunch of people like under pretty severe circumstances, and they're adamant on meeting on a Sunday. That's the the whole thing. They find a way, um, and so. You know, it have to be pretty darn extreme, you know, because these are extreme groups already and probably a lot less, uh, you know, it's it's a lot less the case than perhaps we might assume to be the case that, that they can't meet on a Sunday itself. It's just that they have to find crazy creative ways to do it. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, as Aristotle would say, I mean, like this is the exception to the rule, which proves the rule itself, you know, Um and, and so, yeah, sure. I mean, if you if you have some instances where, uh, you know, that that probably is not possible, um, you know, it just pr- it just proves the need for the rule itself rather than the other way around. Um, it's true. It's just it's just uh, okay. So, symbolic value aside, which yeah. I agree on. Okay. Okay. Um, it is descriptive, not prescriptive. Uh, in in the New Testament. So why is that? And then the second thing is uh, the only prescriptive talk you have about the Sabbath is basically each to their own conscience and uh, and also if you depending on how you interpret Colossians don't do it right. so <clears throat> so um, I I struggle to see so so there's there's a couple of things at play so at a, at a simple at a simple kind of detail of the text thing I see descriptive talk about the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. I don't see prescriptive talk about the Do Lord's Day. Do you think Day. the moral law um, is prescriptive or descriptive, though? Well, it, yeah, no, I think the moral law is prescriptive. So, so but if again, that is assumed, um, why, why would there be any other need for something prescriptive? I mean, surely descriptive we, should be perfect at that point. But, well, no, because we are under the law of Christ. So the moral law for us is the laws that's given to us through Christ, isn't it? So um, some laws... Uh, that were part of, so so I don't go for the threefold d- distinction in the law. Well, that's big I news. Think it's, <laughs> don't you, well, the that threefold. Just, I, that I mean, just I, unwinds I, the fabric of reformed theology. You could have mentioned well, that it, up front. Well, okay. Well, it, yeah, yeah, it's hey, it's a silly hey, system. You're because, fired. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> this is a if you this go, is a okay, reformed uh, you ask, podcast, you, Mike. You go ask your reform buddies. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If tattoo is a civil ceremonial or moral law i guarantee you'll get a diversity of opinion on it and that's just that's the silliness of it that it's it there is no definitive way to decide what belongs where so obviously no. there's some things that are very clear and insofar as that i agree with the system all right no, but um the problem actually, is it's yeah. not definitive enough right 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 i think a better way to do it yeah yeah, do you want to hear? No, no, I was just thinking we are kind of getting into the use of the law, which is a great topic as well. Maybe we should just, we're, okay. we're, what are we on Tuesday? Two Kingdoms. Let's talk about that on Thursday. Two Kingdoms. Hey. Okay. That's that's good. All right, there we go. Andre is not reformed. And, uh, and he hates dispensational people. I mean, what is he even? I don't. I don't. Stop slandering. I don't right. hate dispensational um, people. I'm just kidding. He is, he is reformed, and we're going to show why. Because actually, Klein comes to the rescue on all of this stuff. Um, no, Klein agrees with me. Well, uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Totally. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>